Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where, where nothing's off the table cuando estás entre comadres. <laughs> we are coming to you from Salad Bites Media Studio in beautiful Salinas. California. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we are happy to be in studio for another week, joined by two very important, fierce, amazing guests in studio. Guests, please introduce yourselves. Good evening. <laughs> My name is um, Tamisha Smith, and yes. I am a member of the Salinas community. Been yes. a member for many years. I am an educator here, community activist, and a black woman just on fire for a change. Yes. yes. And no Mama Bear. To the show no, second time. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm Charles Sanders. I've uh, been here for about 25 years i'm originally from los angeles california yeah. but i i say i'm a semi-native here because i'm <laughs> high school and junior high here uh, we claim you now you've been you. here <laughs> i'm a coach which makes me an educator i'm not a yes. teacher but i'm a coach mm. and you know we teach life lessons along with the schooling i mean along with uh the sport event that we we coach and i'm just happy to be here i'm i'm really thrilled and honored that you asked me to join the show and ready to go well yes. thank you so much for being here tell us what what sport do you coach uh, right now i'm cur currently coaching football okay cool so I coach football at north Salinas high school and i also coach uh, for the alice out eagles um pop Warner. how cute really i'm all like excited oh, about awesome. that <laughs> my whole family's um vikings okay everyone yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, North Selena. So we were having two strong, beautiful black parents on this mm -hmm. show today because yes. unfortunately... Some bullshit happened again. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> ain't, ain't it always something, y'all? Some it's bullshit. always something. But you know what? Through the bullshit, we have to sort through the bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's what we do, right? And I'll say this right now. You and I, as alumni, I'm embarrassed. I will yes. say this right now. I am disgusted. I am disappointed pointed is just it's fucked up it's, let's just be honest so mm -mm. but toda la raza that <laughs> is not from our little area our oh, little no, bubble here everyone knows and yeah it seems like <laughs> everyone knows everyone because knows. it was national news yes. but unfortunately there is a high school here selena's high school mm -hmm. that like frenchie said is both our alma maters class of 03 class of 09 <laughs> and unfortunately there was an incident that has made national news mm -hmm. it's gone viral where there are several students there's mm -hmm. a, and it's we're not talking about like one or two we're talking right. about a handful of students and also participation by administration yep. in the creation of this Instagram page for a black baby doll that they name Shaniqua mm -hmm. and refer and t painted shackles on the black baby doll's feet. Mm -hmm. they, um, they tied a, a bandana, purple bandana. I mean, Around honestly, neck, it's disgusting they, what they did. They painted the lips to exaggerate them. Mm -hmm. They um, posted the doll in different um, situations and scenarios over sexualizing this yeah, doll. That's disgusting. Um, there were these Disgusting, it's just, it's disgusting comments. Like, we we don't have to. I mean, you guys, you guys can literally Google us right now, Selena, yes. and it's gonna come. Yeah, up. like realistically, it's gonna be there, and it's upsetting. It's embarrassing. It's just, and I'm it's so, so mad about it's it. It's sad because you know, 
part of the reason why Frenchie and I created this platform was because we wanted to try to change the narrative of, Mm -hmm. you know, the conversations that happen surrounding Mm -hmm. Salinas, right? And and not just us, but I think also more specifically, like, you know, the flagship show for our network. We we always, you know, come in and, and, and shout out Salad Bites Media Studios because that's where this is this is where we record and, and our mm-hmm. flagship show is Selena's Underground Podcast. Mm-hmm. And that show has been around for what, eight, nine years for now? A long time. Yeah, nine <laughs> yeah. years, I think, going on its tenth year. And that's what it does. It elevates the stories of the people in and around Selena's. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like our show was an extension of that, right? Yeah. And as we're doing that and as we're uplifting these stories and, you know, and bringing stories also from other parts of, you know, California and even, you know, we had people on that were living in in CDMX and things of this Mm -hmm. nature, right? And then to have something like this happen and for our city and for the name of our city to be dragged into the national spotlight again, like through this garbage is just like so disgusting. So again, we're here because through all that bullshit, you got to wade through it. Mm-hmm. You got to sort through all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about like the historical context of this and why we, we can look at it and we can see it and be like, that's gross. That's disgusting. But once you educate yourself on how deep the historical mm-hmm. context of this is, you start to see like there's a root to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, there, there are levels of oh, yeah. understanding this. Right. Absolutely. And so we wanted to kind of educate some people on that that may may not know that and that might be saying picking up on some of the the rhetoric that's coming mm-hmm. out of the very right-winged conservative right. places in our city right, right. they're just kids <laughs> it was a joke they we didn't understand no um, stop all, the bullshit. All the stop. excuses that we all make for things. white we, America we all yes. the time. Yes. Yeah. And let's yeah. let's call it what it is. Yep. Those are the excuses that we make for white America. Mm-hmm. Those are the excuses that they make for gunmen walking out of places with AR-15s and taking them to fucking Burger, Burger King. King. Those right. are the excuses that they make for them. They don't make those excuses for no. Trayvon Martin. Oh, oh fuck no. no. They don't no. make those no. excuses for Gerardo Martinez Chavez. Okay. They don't do you that. You know, they don't make no, those excuses. No, right? Yeah, I mean, but those continued yeah. excuses mm-hmm. is what allows these kids mm-hmm. to have this air. Like, I will never get in trouble. I will never be held accountable for this. And mm-hmm. they know that. And so, building that over time, building that callousness, you know, against really being humane to people and treating them like you would want to be treated because you feel superior mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to get in trouble, mm-hmm. or your family is connected to those so who so. are in. Mm-hmm. In, in positions of power, position, then you're going to do what you want without someone guiding you f- away from that path. Mm. That's that's what people don't understand. Kids will be kids. OK, kids will be kids. Yes, I understand that. But where are you as the adult? What are mm. you? How are you molding mm. and shaping them? How are yep. you turning them away from where you see them, where you see that path going? You got to see a big picture, too. Not just today. Exactly. You had said something, uh, there was something said, and I think you might have said it last night, but when we look back, I have a senior, excuse me, a little sick, but um, I have a senior and I have a daughter who just graduated. Mm -hmm. And when I go to these activities, I run into people that I went to school with and say, hey, you have a kid? How old is your, oh, my son's a a senior. Mm -hmm. My daughter's a senior. Oh man, we got kids the same age. So then I look back at the things that I experienced with those parents. Exactly. And now I understand why their kids are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're not saying anything because 
they were the same way when they were that exactly. age. Exactly. Yep. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and it's like a, a continuation. It's a disease that is generational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember some of those guys going to their houses, you know, to whatever, for whatever reason, as a young teenager and the parents not letting me in the house. Yep. Now you think back, oh. That's why. So your daughter's the one taking the picture with Shaniqua? You're allowing that? Oh, that's mm-hmm. why your your mom didn't let me in the house because she didn't like black people. Yep. Right. So you kind of see the 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 pattern. It's a domino effect. You know, it started here when I was a kid, things that I experienced. Now, the difference, though, and I said this to a few of my buddies, I'm a changed man now. But if I was in Selena's eye, if this was my era, there wouldn't be a board meeting. Yeah. Tell me yep. that. <laughs> Girl, Somebody, that's what I was saying. I think my record would be a little bit longer than it is now. Yeah. And I probably would have some charges filed against me. And, and along with all my boys that we ran with, you know, we seen that doll. And, and so, which makes me think, what are the African-American or the black students at Slants High feeling, thinking, you know, because they're only praised for the athletes. They got some pretty good athletes right mm-hmm, now on the right. football mm-hmm. team. Some pretty good black athletes on the football team. Where is their mind at? I swear, I want to talk to them. I want to know and I want to understand what their mind and what their mm-hmm. thought process is mm-hmm. after seeing How they're this. feeling. Right. Are you still gun ho about receiving a scholarship? You know, because some inside football team has some exposure. Yeah. yeah. Are you still, you know, you're going to ignore the rhetoric and all the things that are going on for, for your game? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to take a stand and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to, you know, I need to find another place to go. I need to take my talents elsewhere. And you know what? I think also for like the people who are listening and who are like, oh, but violence isn't the way, right? Like I hear you, you know what I'm saying? And like, oh, but I, I also kind of, I mean, I hear that. I'm not trying to get anybody caught a case. Like that is not my, like I'm, I feel like all the dirt you should do should be allegedly, my dude. um, Allegedly, that's what happened. So I'm not, I'm not down for anybody catching a case, but I will say this. I feel like nowadays people are more brazen with their shit. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, people would do some stuff like that, but they do it like within their own kind of little circle. And like Mm -hmm. you said, like there was a generation before that, that they knew where to stop it almost. Mm -hmm. Racism is so alive and well in America today Mm -hmm. that people feel like they could do this shit and literally post it online for the world to see. Like there, this was a pub, this is how emboldened Mm -hmm. these little motherfuckers are. And let's call them what they are. Like these, they ain't kids, they ain't children. These are young adults who are being expected to make very important decisions for their lives in a couple months here. I mean, we're talking about SATs, going off to college, like all these things, right? Like, and yeah, military, like these are the the future of tomorrow. Like they love to fucking shove down our throats, (laughs) right? Right? But their kids remember. No, they ain't kids. They're young adults. kids when it fits the description. Exactly. Like what? Someone said last night, last week they were just young adults and now they're kids. Now they're kids. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, what? That's right. when I saw that. I was like, the the thing to me though is that people knew before, like you act out of pocket like that, it's oh. green light. Oh, oh hell yeah. Absolutely. You're gonna get your That's, ass whooped. Man, That's, I, I'm, I'm so like, tired of hearing and, and I try not to use the word now, but when I was a teenager, the word nigga was that was what's up, nigga? That was my boy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm. I'm so tired of hearing that word from non-black people. And I look at my black brothers, I'm like, you allow this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was on site if somebody yeah. said it and they weren't right. black. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah that no, was just that's the thing. That's true. <laughs> I and the other 
I think that part of the reason is, and I excuse my French, y'all, but shit trickles downstream, right? Yes. Girl, when you have a president that is emboldened enough to like go on national television and say some of the shit that he said, mm-hmm. of course these young kids feel like they can get away with it. Right. Of course right. they feel like they could, you know what I mean, do, mm-hmm. do this shit and that there's going to be little no to no consequences consequence. right. for it. Right. My dad, when I was younger, I, I can't remember what I did. I can't even remember what I did at this point, but I very, very re- vividly remember having this conversation with me. He was so pissed at me. He sat me down and he said, what do you think my job is as your parent? And I was like, fuck if I know. Like, well, I didn't say that, but I was like, I don't know to help me. Like, you know, guide me, you know. And he was looking at me and he's like, no. My job as your parent is to prepare you for the real world. Mm -hmm. That is my job. So that if something were ever to happen to me or when I send you out to college or out to live your life, I know that you're going to be okay. I know that you know how to balance a checkbook and go to the grocery Mm -hmm. store and wipe your own ass and cook a meal. And, you know, he's like, that is my job to make sure that you are prepared for the world. He's like, all of these lessons and all of these things that I teach you, it's because the world has required that of me mm-hmm. right so i know you're gonna need that i i think about what these parents are preparing their children for what world they're preparing their children for right rainbows and butterflies <laughs> that type of shit sometimes i feel it's, like they think they get away with it it's but, because they have tunnel vision though they exa- only see exactly. the perspective right. of what their family life is mm-hmm. where they live what their community what people that look like them are doing they're only focused mm-hmm. on that exactly now, they, yeah not, they are checking for us when they want to um I can't think of the term right now, but they are checking for us when the, when they want to know what the latest song is, when they want to know oh, what the yeah. latest trend uh-huh. is, when they want to become culture vultures, mm-hmm. they're paying attention to exactly. us. Yep. Right? Sure. Exactly. But when it comes to intellectual ability, financial status, status in the community, they're not checking for us. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No. And they, they do have this air where they feel like they are above us they, because of their skin tone or their lack of melanin. And that's that's fine that that's your perspective. Mm-hmm. A perspective However, is not reality. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly thank you, Julissa. <laughs> Sister Julissa, I learned that from you. Perspective is not it's reality. Not. It's not. And, th- and that is the reason why education is going to be key in this, because you have to broaden people's reality. And if you listen to the youth from last night, not only were they talking about the social, emotional, you know, this caused harm. And the perspective and all that. But they said that they weren't even prepared from some of these classes. Even an instructor got up and said they are not even prepared from this district in some of their classes to be able to compete at some of these other colleges. Do you know how this all plays together? I think I'm coming in with the lens of like, what is the big picture? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right. What is the big picture? Because these are going to be our future lawyers, cops, mm-hmm. judges, doctors, educators, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so... If they only have this small of a perspective, they are only going to deal with you within that perspective. And and you know what? I'm going to stop you for just one second Mm -hmm. because I feel that this is the reality. Well, I don't feel it. I Mm -hmm. know that this is the reality that we're living right now. And for anybody who's listening to this and who's saying like, y'all are off on some crazy bullshit. No, (laughs) No. we're not. This is the reality we live in today. Look up these statistics. A black woman is more likely to die in childbirth than any other ethnic group in this world. And it's because these girls that Ashley 
Katie and Hannah over uh, here. Miss, literally, Ashley, Grace, 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 Grace and Hannah over yeah, here from fucking Selena's High. <laughs> they they eventually become nurses. Yes. And those are the fucking nurses that don't believe black women when they say it I'm hurts. Right. right, exactly. You know? And so when when you hear a black woman, i.e. what you just heard right now before I started speaking, believe black women. Yes. Believe that, that this is the reality, not just the future reality if we don't do something, but this exactly. is the reality we right. live in now. right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our black brothers and sisters, black boys are more likely to end up in the penitentiary yep. and melanated boys. Nice. The school to prison pipeline is alive and well, mm. y'all. It's a billion dollar industry. Yes, yes it they, is. Yep. They, An industry. Yep. The United States puts more money into the school to prison, the fucking prison system than it does into mm-hmm. education. Yeah, like, yeah, let's no. just be real. Yes. Let's call a spade a spade. And we see that. We see that at our city level here, right? Yes. That's true for us here. We give almost 50% of every motherfucking dollar we take into the city to the Salinas Police Department. Yep. The shit right here on the fucking east side where they build. Exactly. That's all our dollar money's right there. And we have it, to yep. pay for Everything. that building. And we had to pay for it. Yep. Did and we want to? Fuck no. But guess no, what? I, but, to- I mean, we still could have had that building and we could still be um, building up our community too. Exactly. But they don't look at it that way. They had to have some extra amenities or and, and not think of how you can be building up the leaders or your future mm-hmm. employees, those people mm-hmm. that are going to work in that building in the future. Okay, so at first, can, if I can tell you the levels of my my anger, because it really has come full circle because I was here with you guys last year when George Floyd. <laughs> Literally. Right? Literally. Like this, around this time, right? Yeah. Life is cyclical. It's, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's... So last time with George Floyd, my perspective and my energy was just roar on fire. I'm, I'm giving it to anybody who's coming. I mean, mm-hmm. just the, it was just pain, just rage and, mm-hmm. and everything. And when, when they showed me the baby doll at first, it was a joke. I thought it was a joke because the way somebody had posted it and questioned it. And then I started seeing the stomping of the baby and all of this stuff. While I said at first, I'm like, oh, these kids don't know. They, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But what made me sad, it saddened me. It saddened me because I expected it from non-melanated folk around mm-hmm. here because that's how they act. Like, I'm heavy on, I'm not mad at you. That's just your character. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we're expecting that from them. But when I saw the brown kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. That made me sick to my stomach. Uh, yep. Because we need to go here because. No, exactly. Yep. We have young people that could be so strong within their own heritage and talking about and and giving their stories to the world if they really knew them and not try to separate themselves from it to fit in Mm -hmm. to that culture over there. Yeah. Proximity to whiteness. That anti-blackness in the Latino community is alive, well, and Mm. strong. Mm -hmm. And this was a very, very good magnifying glass to that. And I think us as Latinos, as, you know, Predominantly here in Salinas, there's Mexicanos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm Mexican-American. So I think that us as Mexicanos, I think us as all of those who identify as Latinx, we really need to look at that within ourselves, within our family. And we need to call that shit out. You know, when our when our parents say, you know, their little things here and there, Mm -hmm. oh, que mi negrita, Mm -hmm. oh, que mi güerita, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And saying, oh, you know, my light skin come over here, my dark skin, Mm -hmm. you know, and we 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 see that as like terms of endearment. 
environment when in reality that is colonizer that is the colonizer mentality and it's so deeply ingrained in us that we think that we're calling someone a cute pet name that's like would you ever look at your wife and say bitch come here right is that does that sound beautiful does that sound no you wouldn't because it's demeaning and it's derogatory and it's gross so why would you look at your dark skinned beautiful daughter that came from your flesh and mm-hmm. say negrita come here right. Right. that is demeaning that is mm-hmm. that's as much as you want to sugarcoat it right let's look at it for what it really is because if we're not calling a spade a spade and if we're not speaking in truths mm-hmm. then what the fuck are we doing Rasa? Exactly. but it's not only and it's not only mexican american it's no. in every single exactly. culture this is bringing exactly. up so anti-blackness yes. anti-blackness everywhere there's no i'm i'm sorry i'm oh, gonna let you jump right. in but <laughs> this is one statistic that i want to give and what broke my heart as well and you realize this every nationality every culture has a derogatory term for black people mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely every single one absolutely Absolutely. Listen, one thing that I, I that stood out to me that I thought about at Salinas High, the the Mexican the American and the black kids, we, we have a state of oppression in common. Mm-hmm. Yes. But when they get to the school at Salinas High and they're surrounded by the white folk and they see how privileged they are, they attempt to fit in. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they both lose knowledge or understanding of their time of oppression in their culture. And do what they can to fit in so they can be in the in crowd. Mm-hmm. So you got the the you can get a black kid who is known as a thug in any other school, be accepted at Salinas High, and now he's uppity and a different character. So he changes when he gets around the people who it, he wants to accept wants to be accepted by. Mm-hmm. And now we have the brown and even black people carrying around the doll because they want to be accepted. They don't want to be left out. Mm-hmm. They lose the sense of where they really came from. Mm-hmm. Right. I got, I, when I was in high school, I got offered the opportunity to go to Slans High. Uh, yeah, right. I, I know what it's about over there. I'm yeah. not, mm-hmm. I'm, I went to junior high with some of you guys. I know what you're about. I'm not yep. trying to go over into Slans High and be in the in crowd, mm. quote unquote. You know, I, I understood my background. I understood my cultural bringing and uh, uh, upbringing. And I just sometimes I feel sorry for those kids because I feel like they're put in a position to want to fit in. Yes. For example, you know, the black kids that go to Palma. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. No. Yeah. They're not the same kid that I grew up. You're not the same whatever your name is that I seen in junior high. Now you get to Palma and now you're you're changed only to fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it becomes this false sense of uh, of of who you are. Yeah. And then they, they that's how they grow up. And yep, now exactly. you got yep. biases and uh, prejudices yes. pushed on you mm-hmm. of your own people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to <clears throat> now I'm over here clearing my throat. You pass it along this way. No, uh, <laughs> listening to uh, the People's Party with Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. And he had Lady, Lady London on. And she was he was talking about she went to she went to Howard and she and and then she pursued her master's, I believe, at USC. And she was talking about the difference between going to, you know, a historically black mm-hmm. university and going to a predominantly white in, 
Institute mm. and how, you know, she was like, you know, when I was over here with all my folk, it, it was different. It was like there was a sense of community. There was mm-hmm. a sense of like belonging. You know, it was different. It was like, oh, you know, like homegirl, like, oh, you did the homework. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Like, oh, That's, you need. Come on, girl. I got you. You know, right. and she's like, and when I came over here and she was like, and I had a different ex- for her. She says she has a different experience because she came in as a, as a graduate student, mm-hmm. obviously, because she was pursuing her master's. She was like, you know, was like, hey, girl, you do the homework. Yeah. Why? You know, and it's just like it's that. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think also it's the it it starts in your home. Exactly. It's 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 that hierarchy and that that structure that's set up in your home. And I think that melanated folks, black and brown people and um, a lot of my best friends growing up were Filipino and they Mm -hmm. were also colonized by fucking Mm -hmm. Spanish. So we got a lot of similarities in there Mm -hmm. too, right? Where like that whole structure (laughs) of like the family unit. Yes. And I think specifically for for folks who are oppressed, there's power in numbers. Yes. So so we stick together. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah, we we should. And you know what? Actually if we look back at it, we have survived 500 years of colonization yep. because we stuck together. Right. Exactly. But it doesn't seem that way now. And and coming from Los Angeles, when I first moved here, I was scared out of my mind. Oh. Because blacks and Mexicans do not oh, no. get along. Yeah. It's racially segregated. In- like yeah. 100%. Yes. And even to the point to where back then, you know, you bet not dare look at a Mexican girl. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get it from your boys, and you're gonna get it from her side of uh, the of the group mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of the culture. When I moved here, you know, I had been here before I actually moved here when my parents split, and I knew the city's predominantly Mexican at the time, mm-hmm. or more whites, but it was a lot more Mexicans than you know yeah. I thought. There was no blacks was the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I'm thinking, man, now that I know the culture, now that I know the the oppressed times, and and how colonized and and 500 years of it why can't we band together now do you know Mm -hmm. how strong it's a takeover yeah if we do it and we do it with 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 good leadership and with a a goal in mind positive intent we're we're, we're Mm -hmm. taking over there's there's no more waiting for an investigation in the board meeting no it's all there and you know (laughs) the other thing too is that's exactly why the systems that be have put so much energy into dividing us oh, absolutely. Yeah. because they know oh, that what you just oh, said man. is 100% oh. the truth. And that's why they fight us tooth and nail mm-hmm. to keep critical race theory out yep. of our schools. Yep. That's yep. why yep. they fight us tooth and nail to keep, you know, ethnic studies out because yeah. as soon as we have knowledge of self, if it's, soon as we, can... that it's over, yeah. it's, yep. it's game they're they're just over. Knowledge is power, but a lack of knowledge is ignorance. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you know what? That's the other, you know, thing, too, is like for everyone who's listening, who has a child, whether your child is in your womb or about to leave the nest, like these things start in the home. These are these things start with us. If you look at your child, your child should be a mirror reflection of all of the best parts of you. Yes. 
So if this is what your child is reflecting to the world, you need to take a really deep look at yourself because all of this, it was a student. We kept on talking about yesterday. And so for those of us, again, who don't live in Salinas and aren't in the know, there was, there was a, a very huge... important school board meeting yesterday mm-hmm. that ran into uh, 11 o'clock yeah, at night. Yeah, yeah. We were there. 1045 was yeah. the last speaker. And then there and you know what? still didn't talk. I will give it up mm-hmm. because a lot of times they they limit those uh, comment section to yep. like 20 minutes or, you know, and no. I, I hate it. City council, I'm picking on you motherfuckers again. <laughs> I hate it when y'all say, engage us, engage us, right. engage and us. Then, then we motherfucking show up. Then, There's a hundred of us and they give us 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a sitter so I could show up for 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. Right. So right. I give it up to the school board, yeah. putting their suit on and, you know, and everything. I hope you packed a lunch. Right. <laughs> right and you had a power bar to eat long. on the yeah. motherfucking way home. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just feel like they should have just stepped outside and felt the vibe with the, everyone else I think outside. So too. I think um, that's the one thing that was missed. Yeah. The, that's that's the so there were so many people at the meeting that there was over a hundred people when I first got there. I feel like there was over a hundred. Oh, there were security yeah. said security said there was about two hundred people. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It. There were people inside in the sitting down in in the meeting rooms and then it trickled out and there was at least another 100 150 Mm -hmm, people outside in the parking lot it was beautiful Um, it was i love the like the energy there like with everyone there like standing for what is right and should be right and everything about it it was just it was just beautiful we had like our our sister julissa with the medicine smoke and everything Mm -hmm. and because i for sure in hell needed that yesterday after some incident happened so i'm just saying like and you know what (laughs) shout out to all the students who spoke Yes. Shout out to Black Girl Magic Club. Exactly. Yeah, to yeah, to your heroes. son yes. who came out and spoke, and to all Everybody. the people who are saying all those. It was a, it was beautiful. To all the people who are saying that the kids involved in this incident that they're just kids, listen to mm-hmm. the words of the kids. kids. Right. Come on right. now, right. Yeah. kids. Right. Yep. And how eloquent mm-hmm. and how smart, yeah. poignant mm-hmm. their yes. statements were, their strong. truth were. And it was so strong. And there was historical context. There was, you know, all of the the, the proper academic terms. But see, that's all, that you was know? one. That was the shining. I That's the only thing I feel like the district can really be proud of about the kids this last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Is... If it's not the instructors that were helping this group of students that are just so eloquent, if they if it's not the instructors that's helping them be eloquent mm-hmm. and and speak like that, mm-hmm. you better give it up to their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. people in their lives, background, people in their lives. I mm-hmm. maybe it's not a parent, maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's someone mm-hmm. else, their uncle, their from their cousin, home. their coach, whoever. Exactly. But it came from home. Mm-hmm. That was ingrained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, when my son wrote up his speech. At first, he was hesitant. He said, "I, you know, he don't. Want, he just wanted to be a surprise." And no, son, I, I need to check it. I need to make sure <laughs> you're not gonna go up there and embarrass you and me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but I, I had no changes to it, and I, I remember reading it, and my eyes welling up with tears because it took me back to the day, it to that night, and this is the third time that my son has been transported from a football field by ambulance to the hospital. Oh mm-hmm. shit. The other ones took place when he was in, you know, junior football, but he hadn't played high school football all years because of that memory. Mm -hmm. So 
when I was reading it, I just, it, you know, to your point, when I was reading the letter or the, the his speech that he wrote, I was so proud that he articulated himself so well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be honest, I stuck my chest out. A yes. Because I said, we Black talk. father, stick your right. chest out you a whole me? bunch of bit, not Man, a little oh, bit, oh, all oh, the oh, way right. out. Because yes. in one say of the posts, with your they're chest. not there. Mm-hmm. In one exactly. of the posts, they at say, least, at least my dad at least is the there dad or something. Yeah. The doll's dad no, is there oh, or yeah, something like right. that. No, he, he said, it's I'm taking that. care of it because the daddy yeah. ain't. Right. That's what something he said. Like that, it was right. a white boy with it. Wait, wait what? I, it on one this. of the oh, posts, yeah. Yeah. it was a white boy holding the baby. And they said, someone on top said something. He says, well, I'm taking care of the baby because the daddy ain't. So again, mm-hmm. those bullshit fucking stereotypes of the absent black father. Like, and again, bullshit stereotypes because it's unfounded. It is completely unfounded. Go Google this shit. Black fathers are more involved in their children's lives than any other ethnic group. And you know what? And I'll say this. Black fathers are more involved, hands-on involved in their children's lives than Latino fathers are. Yeah, and 100%. I talk about it because I have many Latina, Latinx friends who would talk about, who would say you're so lucky because, you know, it would kind of get on my nerves because my father was strict, <laughs> um, a little bit overbearing, but a little? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my father. So, you well, know, look at you, girl. Right. <laughs> right. But they would be like, you know, you're so lucky because, you know, my dad is here, but he's working or he's. He doesn't even talk to me or right. I I have to fit a certain role in my mm-hmm. home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think you that's know, the, I have to grow up a certain way. Right? That's the number one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is definitely a stereotype. And that's what broke my daughter's heart because and my husband's heart, too, because that's what made him so mad. And if my husband is Shneel Smith, who is in the district. He's coached for a long time. But he's like seeing that comment was a direct blow at Black fathers, mm-hmm. black men, yeah. black men, period, but black fathers, mm-hmm. because that is not what no. their children see. No, their children see their black fathers busting their tails mm-hmm. to make ends meet, mm-hmm. still spend time, sit down yeah. and play with you, let you crawl all over them like a jungle gym. Like I see this. <laughs> I was a daddy's girl yeah. and I have four girls who are daddy's girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's get into the girls and the dolls and the symbolism of that. Yeah. So when I saw Shaniqua, I'm thinking of my baby girls mm. and their baby dolls. How are you going to stomp on that black baby doll? Right. Bitch, do you know what I go through every Christmas trying to get a black, black doll? Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not. Mm-hmm. It is not easy at well, all. When that was said at the at the meeting last night, I it just opened. It, I would. Oh, crap. I remember. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. my daughter found one online and I went to stores on end trying to find this damn baby doll and I couldn't find it. I had to order it. And when it, when that was said, I was like, that's right. Mm, yeah. That's right. You, you're you playing with something that we struggle to find to give our kids Ugh. to mm-hmm. be able to grow up with something. culture in their background. Mm-hmm. Something they want yeah. so bad yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yes. M- mommy, can I get a doll that looks like me? Yep. And here I have, I'm watching online a doll that does look like my daughter and you're running her over with the car. Stomping, Stomping on it. On Stomping on her. Just on her. like, it's disgusting. It's terrible. It was terrible. It's horrible and like to Miss, see that. And Sister Asia said last night on her interview, and I didn't get to hear all of it, but what was so poignant to me was like, these these are babies. I know mean, oh, it's a doll, oh, but Asia, they represent mm-hmm. innocence. Mm. What did that baby do to you? Right. And do you know the Existed. historical, yes, the historical That's... context of black babies being fed to alligators? Mm-hmm. 
They used to be thrown in swamps. Black babies used to be thrown in swamps. Oh, God. Black babies were part of circus animals, like freak shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and think about it. Like people, again, because we we this are a Latinx show. Like we are both Latinas hosting the mm-hmm. show. This is like the equivalent of like no dogs or Mexicans allowed. I mean, like this is the same type of derogatory bullshit. And we're talking about this. And these are the things that were inflicted on our black brothers and sisters. But we don't even know what the fuck they did to our indigenous babies. Right. When at the the beginning of colonization, all these people that are coming out and all just now it's like imagine what that happened with, you know, the babies. Yeah, and then the, the, you there's said these the residential schools, the schools res- yeah, the residential and schools yeah, and everything like, else. Like these are us, mm-hmm. literally. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't know. See, like that's why I get all. Uh-uh. Because that is the reason <laughs> I have why to stop myself. it does need to start at home. But uh, the unfortunate thing is, people at home work because you said something earlier. White proximity. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that happens globally, right? <coughs> because we have been taught that white is right and, you know, white is elevated and, mm. you know, they're the only successful ones. Or you 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 need to connect with some someone white so you can be successful or looked at or you can be heard. Elevate yourself to, out of your situation. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, so, it, goes, it went so far as your the way you look, you know, no longer is natural hair part mm-hmm. of the workforce. Yeah. Right, um, right. Yeah, yes. yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, they wanted us as black people to change everything For about us. To make them look like, yes. yeah, exactly. Straighten your hair. You can't wear curly hair to work or you right. have to put it in a ponytail. Right, right, Or extensions. Right, right. Or yeah. weaves right. or wigs exactly. or whatever. So, you couldn't yeah. wear hair wraps. No. Nope. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's right. our culture. Exactly. Right. Yep. That's what we And for from. Latinos, again, let's bring it back because Latinos think like, oh, but this is black people. No, motherfucker, no. they changed your name. Yeah. Right. You're yes. not Joe. Yes. Like, you're right. Jose. Right. You yes. ain't Mary. You're, you're Maria. Maria. Yes. Yes. Like, Jamie, no way. It is Jaime. Yes. You're like, Jaime. It's funny you say that, though, because my husband was born, well, born here, raised in Delano, and he was in a private school mm-hmm. with majority of white people. Mm-hmm. So his mom sends me a picture of him and his ex-girlfriend. It's a white girl, right? I was like, oh, damn, you know, like, what happened to you? You're, right? He was like, what's wrong with your hair? Why does it look straight? He has curly, curly hair. He was like, well, I went to a white school, so I straightened it. I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry, I just, when I saw that, I was like, why? Why would you do that? You but know? you don't want to be ostracized. And exactly. But, but it, you want your kids to have a sense of self. They're not mm. going to know everything no. at that age, but they have to have some type of sense of self and pride and mm-hmm. connection to their mm-hmm. culture so that they know they don't have to look through the white gaze. They right. don't have to have the white proximity to be who they are, to be successful, to be intelligent. They don't have to fit nope. in. It, you weren't made to fit in. No. Nope. Guess what? Guess what I tell my kids? Guess what? All white people aren't the same either. Mm-mm. That's the thing. Like, you look at them as a group and, like, they're all successful. Nah. No. <laughs> no. But everyone is an individual. Right. And so they're yeah. only, you're going to have your individual successes. Yes, they're going to be attributed to a group because you look a certain way right. or you identify with a certain group. But it's individual. Mm-hmm. Then you come together with the group and you share those, you share your strengths, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But just the education has to fill this gap. The gap that the the divide of knowing our true selves, knowing our culture, really holding on tight to that and still being able to congregate with others, mm-hmm. with people that don't look like us mm-hmm. and still have our voice and still 
have respect mm-hmm. and still have love. Some people we might not like, but we're going to have to work in the times that we're in. We have to work with some people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people have got to learn. We've got to educate them. But listen, now we can educate people. Mm-hmm. They're going to do with it what they want to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we've done our part. We've done our due diligence. Mm-hmm. We have not done our due diligence in this era. However, it's people in power who are not allowing us to do that because yeah. they don't want the truth. Because they exactly they can't that's, handle it. That's why we talk about taking up space for so many people. If you're a melanated person, take up space because, yeah. like you said, we haven't been allowed to do our due diligence. In order for us to do our due diligence, we have to take up space in this world. White yes. people need to see melanated people mm. living and thriving yes. and 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 loving and mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. and being successful and just living their full selves. Because I think that it's so obvious to me that some of the people involved in this incident in this incident don't understand the beauty that is melanated people. Well, right. You, you said something too that that really struck with me is self-awareness. Yeah. My daughter's 18 years old. She's lighter than I am. My my wife is half black, half Mexican. Mm-hmm. So my daughter is black, white, Mexican. I'm half white or mm-hmm. I'm a quarter white. My mom's half black and white. But my daughter has grasped the hold of her blackness. Mm, mm. You can't tell if you if you see her aside from if you just see the color of her skin, you really wouldn't know that she was black all mm-hmm. the, all the time. Mm-hmm. But she's grasped the hold of her culture and her she's so self aware that she makes sure that you know that she's black. She's a black girl. I love mm-hmm. it because love she wants you to know that the magic she carries. Mm-hmm. Is because of her culture. It's because she she's it. black, not mm-hmm. in spite of it. But right. also, mm-hmm. she's grasped the hold of her Mexican culture. Because mm-hmm. my wife is is real strict. Hey, yes, I'm half black, but I'm also half Mexican. My dad mm-hmm. is Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I know my culture, and I know my ethnicity, and I, I know where the struggle in mm-hmm. in line in. So y- you need to know both sides of the story. Yeah. So she, my daughter walks with her head up. She wears her hair in braids. Love it. Um, she, she's very, very motivated to prove and to to note for people to know that her magic is real Mm -hmm. um and and i think it starts at home yeah you have to have self-awareness and i think that it's on the flip side for the ones who are making fun of the mexicans and the blacks Mm. they're not aware of themselves Mm -hmm. so they find some type of leverage or they find some type of rabbit hole that they can jump in to talk about somebody else to get the attention off of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was about of to their say that. privilege. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't even know about their own culture, where they supposedly came from and how it all <laughs> began. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know? so <laughs> I they said t- it out loud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it, it, it is. And, and, and you said that and just thought about my daughter. And, and like you said, it starts at home. Mm-hmm. Education and self-awareness. You know who you are. Yes. You'll thrive. Mm-hmm. You won't let this shit bother you. you yeah, exactly. Because I know how strong I am mm-hmm. and I know how deep my roots come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And, and see, I also love say, that. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> you, were, you were saying how deep my roots are. See, so right now, um, as an educator, I'm in the space that I'm in now. I'm in a history class. Yes, Um, you are. The universe puts us. I don't get to teach. I don't get to teach, but I'm exactly um, where we need to be. Like pushing in because I work with students with disabilities, so I'm like the support teacher, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to sit through these lessons, Mm -hmm. and what irks me 
and it always has since we've been in school, is our history as black people starts in Reconstruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Black yeah. history yeah. don't start in slavery. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's kings, queens. Yes, we yes. were royalty. Yeah. And there were people here... It, Girl, Girl, that's the going, other thing too. Not all like, black people came on motherfucking boats from you. Africa. We black here. people were here right. in Mesoamerica we prior to colonization. This, this is a small. This is where I have why I have a small <laughs> issue. This is why I have a small issue with the term African American being called African American. Mm. Right. Because who said my my ancestors came from Africa. Yeah, right. Exactly. We had people here already. Yes. Now I do know and understand the slavery things and all that stuff from down the line, but I have a small and I say small because I'll accept it. But I have a small issue with the term African American. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mean I and, don't because I have you know, I you know, we have the papers. We right, have right, right, Uncle right, right, Nathan right. was a slave. He came over on the ship. Mm-hmm. We we see it. We have records. But I know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. When you can call all of us a group up as African-American, you can take that means you take our pride away yes. from being from America. Right. Mm-hmm. You're you're taking that thought away from a group of people that won't look into their history to see if they were related right. to those who were here <laughs> right. before. That's where education comes in yeah. again. Education yes. is the key. Mm. But. Like I said, I, as an educator, it's not up to me to teach your kid to not be a jerk because there's going to be some kids. There's going to be some people out here that are not going to want it. They're going to hear this information (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're not going to want to accept it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they're still going to be jerks. They're still going to be assholes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's okay. But. We did our due diligence. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you okay. know what? To to have someone be not a fucking jerk, like that's too much fucking work. <laughs> like that you you if if your kid shows up to high school and he's a little fucking shithead already Seriously. like you yeah. fucked him up right. for 14 fucking years and then Seriously. you give him to us for four and we're supposed to do undo all that no, bullshit no, no, no i'm sorry no nope. no that's don't. not our job people get upset and and i will say this too to all of our educators that are doing the the good work yes. the good work and doing like John Lewis says, you know, good trouble, good trouble. right? Yes. All that good trouble. Thank you. My hat's off. But also to all the parents listening, educators are there to teach your children. You are there to guide and raise mm. your children. Say it again. Like Say educators again. are there to teach your children. You are there to yeah. guide and yes. raise your children. Now, listen, they, you have to understand, as though, an there's educator, a, there's a there's a contrast, though. Because children are a product of their environment. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you come from, let, let, we're, we're in Salinas and, you know, in my job, in my career, I see a lot of gang activity. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I'm, I'm a sworn peace officer. I see a lot of gang activity. You're a product of your environment. So you can go from a household where you're a third generation gang member, mm. dad, and even grandpa, OG grandpa. <laughs> and then you go to a great educator and now you have a conflict of interest mm. because your educator is trying to tell you this is the way it should go. But you go back home and your parents are telling you or you're seeing for yourself, this is the lifestyle that they're throwing me into. Mm-hmm. There's a huge conflict of interest. And that's why I think it, it, sometimes I, I've been able to see the opposite side of the spectrum where my heart, I, I'm no longer angry. Now I feel bad. Mm. Now yeah. I have a sense of, damn, there's no hope. 
because I can be the best teacher. I can be the best coach. I can be the best facilitator. I can be the best counselor. But when they leave my presence, they go back right to the shithole. They go right back to the trap house. They go right back to having a duck every time they hear a pop because they don't know if their house is getting shot up. Oh, shit. I just had deja vu. I'm sorry. I just had to say something out loud. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No. No, for real. No. But I think that that does just speak to the point that I'm making, too, though, that, like, you could give them all the education you want as educators, but... It's up to the, that home life to mm-hmm. guide them and yes. to put them out into the world. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And you can't, it can't be dependent on teachers at school. Yeah, that they are not parents. Right. No, nope. they're not Only because parents. it's in my nature. I do be trying to raise these kids. Yeah. No, but naturally. Yes. But I was yes. just going to say that as, you know, a female and the yeah. nurturing and all of that. And I know that that comes from your heart, but is that your job? Oh, it's no, not my absolutely job. Not. It's, it's not my job. It's no, my it's, calling. So this is what I, I choose to do. This is what I'm led to do. Mm-hmm. But, but there's not educators out there. All the educators out there are not on that same heart level. Right. No, you know? exactly. they're not. And that's because they and don't that's get no it. knock to them. If that is, like I said, I'm not mad at you. That's your character. People need to, people's characters need to be called into question, question yeah. more because I don't think people really, we call, we call uh, some administrators character into question and then someone gets defensive. all uppity yeah, and they, defensive right, on right, social right. media, <laughs> writing exactly. motherfucking letters talking about exactly. how dare you bring my, right. how, no, don't <laughs> tell other people how dare you do anything when you brought your grown ass to a motherfucking high school football game and spoke some bullshit out the side. You fixed your fucking mouth to yes. speak some bullshit the out the side Let's of your fucking teeth. Elizabeth, the principal from Sun's High. Let's just yes. call this out. I don't give a fuck anymore. Why yeah. are we covering these names up? So, no, and she, she, oh, she, she went... <laughs> To the Alisa High School students, this the is ASB, section, this is something else that happened at the right. jamboree. Who were putting up their, their you know, it's it's a jamboree, so the decorations and sections, mm-hmm. and and they're they're putting streamer up on their section, mm-hmm. and she made a comment to the effect of it, it's uh, equivalent to the border wall. No, she said, "Is this our border wall? Yeah, exactly. Is this our, our border, border wall?" wall. She thought it was funny. She and thought she, it was a joke. Exactly, this full ass grown adult. In, in the, mm-hmm. the political climate that we're in, knowing that Salinas is over 70% Latinx identifying, mm-hmm. knowing that the majority of those students, mm-hmm. you know, the, the majority of our Latinx identifying community mm-hmm. lives in the 93905. Yeah. So their high school is Alisal High School to go there and fix your fucking mouth to say something out the side of your fucking face on some bullshit like that as a grown yeah. adult. And then to have and the audacity kids. to be upset at, at a young adult and right. say how dare you bring my character into question bitch how dare you fix your face to say some bullshit like that really how dare how you show up the next have to be exactly. to say something like that what, how, the, how dare you be upset and the at students for calling you out on your bullshit how dare exactly. you i didn't read the email that she sent out to the class of everything of like someone's high but apparently she was trying to justify the fact what she said and trying to like protect herself and of course. And all this. I didn't I didn't get to read it exactly what she put. The last paragraph was like, but no, there yeah. should be no buts yeah. in that fucking no. email regarding your actions that you said and took. Oh, it's, and it's, also for the kids it's, it's, again. No, these are young adults. 
They knew what they were saying too and yelling out these wet bag beaner remarks mm-hmm. too. Right. That's another bullshit también. And the bad thing about it was that section in Selena's High wasn't only white kids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures. Yeah. And you just said it too. I, I don't, I, I really don't think that the white kids are the majority at Selena's High. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, they're not. They're yeah. I, I, they're I, anti-blackness. Yeah, I was gonna say it, they can't be because they're not even the majority in Salinas. Nope. So I start to question where are our colored kids and exactly. why are they so scared? Because it's the culture over there. This yep. is how it's run. This is the this is the unwritten rule. This is how you conduct yourself over here, mm-hmm. over here on this side of town. And I will say this: area. this is coming from someone who graduated from Salinas yep. High. Mm-hmm. I should have been class of 04. Mm-hmm. I hated Salinas mm-hmm. High so fucking much. I went into independent studies and I graduated a year ahead of my class because I said I just need to get the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I was so tired of sitting in class with Katie and Sharon and Susan. And they would talk about how I very, very, very. And I'm I'm, I'm going to say Katie. I remember your fucking last name and I remember exactly what you look like, bitch. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on blast like that. <laughs> but I remember this bitch. We were she sat behind me and i remember her in math class talking to her friend and she was on her phone and she was picking out a new bmw because she said she purposefully got into a fender bender so that her dad would buy her a new one and i was like fuck this shit i need to get the fuck up out of here these are not my people this is not my jam i need to get out of here i need to get out of here i need to get out of here and i could literally close my eyes and remember the classroom i was in Mm -hmm. like i can remember it like it was yesterday and bitch i graduated in 2004 so we're talking some years there's like a whole sophomore that went to school i'll never forget i was in french class and everyone knows obviously the french teacher's name from last night Mm -hmm. which we all know and i had this one kid i remember his name nick nick and my name is francisca Mm -hmm. okay I didn't like my name when I was younger because Francisca, who names your kid? It's like an old school Mexican name, right? So I would go by Jackie. He would literally every day I come into the class. Oh, it's Francisca. Like like laughing at it. Mm-hmm. And first I was like, oh, okay, it's a joke. But yeah, constantly every-, every fucking day. I'm like, and I'm like, dude. And I would tell him, stop calling me that. Stop calling me that. And he mm-hmm. thought it was funny. Him and all the white kids in the French class. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now when I really think about it, like I was naive when I was younger because, of course, my I wasn't raised like that. Mm. I didn't think to say things like that or, mm. you know, a smart comeback. I would just like ignore it because right. I didn't want to deal with any problems. Right. And here I am now I'm thinking like this little fucking bitch, like I'm about to beat your <laughs> ass next time I see you. Honestly, it wasn't until I went to college and I got the education and you realize what a microaggression was. And then you're like, hold up, bitch. Absolutely. Wait, wait, what? Right. Absolutely. There's a right. whole there's mm-hmm. academic terms for this right. racial profiling. No, 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 no. Say that again uh, yeah. exactly. because when i would try to explain this shit in the 90s in east salinas people thought i was fucking crazy but now you're telling me there's a whole academic term oh, for this mm-hmm. what there's a whole curriculum for it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so yep and so when you when you say that it's the culture there yeah it really is the culture that really and when you're is. in it and when you're young like that i feel like you don't even fully understand how submerged you are in it and once you come out of it i went to school in los angeles mm-hmm. and being in like that melting pot of people and seeing all that diversity and then again getting that 
education and learning these terms mm-hmm. and learning, you know, and then you're like, I survived a whole lot more than I realized that I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there was those big traumas that I could point to and be mm-hmm. like, that was fucked up and that was fucked up and you're not supposed to see dead bodies and that was too many funerals <laughs> for eight year olds and like shit right. like that. You feel me? But then when when you get some education you're like oh and then there was all this little shit yes. too mm-hmm. yeah absolutely there was all this little bullshit and now wonder where we have these teenage angst years right now mm-hmm. wonder we go through these and that's you know thing. i mean i'm sorry not that i'm trying to cut you off and i was just thinking last night from the meeting also i really disliked the fact that a lot of people were saying oh well covid happened there's a lot of like you know a lot of mental health issues i'm old bitch i lost my job last year i got fired for being an activist mm-hmm do you, do you see me here like fucking like, oh, my God, I can't do this. The world, you know, it just it can't judge me. No, no. Right. I, I heard that I so many times last night. It. I mean, I know it's a thing. Don't get me wrong. It is a thing. But to, to have that as an excuse. Right. Right. <laughs> hold hold on. Oh, <laughs> That's what pissed gracious. me off last night, too. And like I said, there was those parents. I saw you parents like they're hanging out. And they left literally not even 30 minutes into the whole meeting. Well, when yeah. you do. What about the. What about the uh, the white guy that Hollywood? That's what they call them, Hollywood. Or Johnny Johnny Bravo is what. Oh, don't other don't do not do Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. But look, I, I, do you want to see a picture? Because I got his picture. <laughs> so I, I was inside. So I you didn't hear what happened. Well, I heard he uh, there was a, a Mexican guy who came in with a black yes, Lives Matter flag. Yes, and this guy yells out, "He's got a weapon." I f- I'm fearing for my life. It's my safety. And he yelled out to this man. I was literally right there. He said, "Oh, are you a Chicano supremacist?" <laughs> he fucking a shit. I know supremacist. Yeah. Every, yeah. How, oh my god! How does that make what any is, sense? Yeah, Wait, when you know that, that I cracked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's derogatory. I'll show you the video you after. I have I the video. Dying like you sound so stupid. Stupid and, and he was, ignorant. Those things that you say. But listen, mm-hmm. these are the the young people are saying these same things though. These are this mm-hmm. is what they're being taught at home. Mm-hmm. He's related. He hangs out with the parents of these students that yep. that um have because I know exactly who you're talking about. He's a prominent name here in Salinas, but I'm not going to put him on blast because he thinks he's running for an office. Mayor but something. he ain't Leap. No. lip. Is that Lipe 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 AKA Johnny What is it called okay. Last oh, okay. night mm. You know And he lives okay. And I heard he uh, I'll just say doctor. this I know a couple people Who know you from Rotary <clears throat> oh yeah well, he can do whatever he'd like to but stop with the stop with trying to disrupt what is about to happen this is gonna happen this is a revolution did you see how many young people it's not it's not a it's not an a it really isn't like this generation's fight the older people the parents it's really our youth it's really our youth that are being empowered right now to be leaders we have to let go a little bit of our power people have to let go of their power or their sense of power and really let these youth flourish and lead and lead because they are, they have their ears to the ground. They're close. Mm -hmm. They know they're, they have so many channels of, you know, social media and they're, they're coming together in groups. What I heard last night, Mm -hmm. a theme that I heard last night from the kids and what they were asking for a big ask for the district was to have support groups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to say at least 80% of those youth came up and said we need support groups yes yes and behind the scenes the african-american advisory committee have been trying to get the safe spaces we have these Mm -hmm. beautiful wellness centers but we've got to get somebody in there and we've got that's on the mental health thing yeah we Mm -hmm. need the mental health thing but these kids need education they they just really really need to know and they need better role models and 
I, I, do. I fundamentally Definitely. think that we need to come away from the idea of helping people find their voice. That's bullshit. Like no, you, you said, our kids are so they're they're so you just need to listen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, y'all y'all you have done it. such a good exactly. job, yeah. you know, so far. I'm I'm only six years deep in on this road. Y'all are doing a, such a good job with I your older son, kids because so, mm-mm. But. We just need to listen. We just need to give them a space and and an opportunity to use to hear them, to hear mm-hmm. their voice. They mm-hmm. need they need to have spaces to exercise their mm-hmm. voice. That's Absolutely. what we need to create yep. more of. Yep. We need to stop saying, "Let's help them find." I I get really, "Oh, I'm going to help them find their voice." Are you trying to plant some fucking seed right. in them? What do you know? Yeah, you take your fucking flowers out the no this garden is yeah. fully tilled pressed we don't need your help over here bitch take it somewhere else exactly. like exactly. no i feel like that is people who are wanting to steer mm-hmm. in a certain direction mm-hmm. i'm gonna help you find your voice no no i'm going to empower you to yeah. use your you voice exactly right. that's what we need to do mm-hmm. we need to hand them the microphone Shut our fucking mouths and open our ears. And I really, really hope Dan Burns and everybody else at that school board meeting heard what these young kids were saying because they and actually do you say something. And and I left yesterday really, really. I had mixed emotions listening to those guys and it kind of broke my heart. But I was happy that they spoke out. And I thought in my mind, you know, what would have been even if no adult spoke. I think everything that needed to be said was said. Exactly. Yes. It was. Mm-hmm. It could have been fine without any adults talking. Yeah. Uh, if, if it would just left at that. And mm-hmm. and I appreciate what a lot of the adults said. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of great things said. But I think the kids spoke from their hearts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't practiced. No. It wasn't rehearsed. Mm-hmm. You got kids getting up there crying. You yep. got kids really talking about that they were fearful. Mm-hmm. The emotion was coming through. And I'm hoping, like you said, I'm hoping Burns and the rest of the board can sense that. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get these kids dropping out of school and going into independent studies. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, independent studies isn't real education. No. Now. You, yeah. Now. You do on your own pace. You go to school for two hours, three hours. They give you a book and tell you, finish this book, you get five credits. Yep. There's no teaching. Mm-mm. There's no you know, bringing along. No, it was good for me because I was self-disciplined and I was on a path to get the fuck out of there. Exactly. Yeah. If that's not what your path is, then, and you don't have that self-discipline, then. I got kicked out of school. So I was in independent studies. I got kicked out of school my junior year Mm -hmm. in high school. So I I went to Mount Toro and then I did the independent study thing. I don't even remember seeing the teacher. They just gave me my books. Said, here, you turn this in at the end of the week and you get five credits. And that's it. No, that's like the final push for them to just get those last couple dollars out of you before you get put into the system. That's what that is. Yeah. That's that one, that that half step. And they were like, we'll just you're one more ass in a seat yeah. and we're ADA school. Yeah. So we'll just extract yep. those couple last hundred thousand dollars out right. you. And at the end, I mean, I know we said, and we repeated and we've heard and everything. When I went to school in class of 09, we had a group of students, even our body president right down the street behind Taco Bell. I remember this very clearly. We had five kids, five boys get caught by a teacher, not even on campus smoking weed. They didn't walk the line that day. So now this shit's oh, going year. on. Oh, yeah. That year. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. year. Class of 09. That happened. Like, our, you know, we were all upset. But, hey, shit happened. Now that this is. And then when I went into freshman year, 
we got ex- we got um, suspended from CCS because of one Mexican high school student was in the wrong district and we got caught with it. Mm-hmm. I know everyone remembers that shit and I know the family. And then that happened. We got suspended for five years from CCS because we couldn't do shit. And now this shit's going on. This is yeah. right here. And these have to and quote unquote investigate, investigate when all the pictures, the proof, the videos, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, todo la chingada está allí. Well, like all the students <laughs> said last night, we're going to be watching. So we want to see their investigation. I want we want to see. And, and you know what? Hopefully through this very thorough investigation, mm-hmm. they could see how serious the matter is. Mm-hmm. Put it into, you know, culturally into its context and say this is for all of these exactly. reasons and so many more, yeah. why you're ex- you're expelled? Mm-hmm. We don't want you. You know I what I mean? Like to see what they did. Exactly. I, I, I want know, this to be on your. I don't want this. Under this the should rug. be on in your permanent your, record. In your, yeah. in your cumulative mm-hmm. yeah. file. Yes, it yes, should be in your cumulative. Should stay there. People need to see yeah. it mm-hmm. because you wanted to be famous, and so now and you are. Here we go. Oh, yep. Here Aquí you are. Está. There now you go. Famous. Here's your award. There. But I know there's restoration in this, but what I what the focus needs to be on and what I did not like from the email that we got from the teachers union, I didn't like it. I really didn't like the statement that we really got from the district because it was just really like blanket. <laughs> it never really No, the statement did mention and I don't want to use victims, but because they woke up and they chose violence against Black mm-hmm. women just for existing, mm-hmm. right? But they never really mentioned and uplifted that it was black, you know, young black women. I'm talking about my 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 teacher email that I got. Mm-hmm. All they talked about was, please, let's think about these are kids and not let them be a cautionary tale in the wind. Basically giving that whole, it was very insensitive Mm -hmm. because me as a black educator, I'm thinking that, you know, my union's like, we are against this zero tolerance. They just want to say, remember, these are kids. This is, these are the youth. These are like, Mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing. No, don't try to give me this turned around. Don't try to get me to feel sorry for them. Now I empathize with them. I empathize. I understand with parents, you know, sometimes you, you just don't do enough. Mm. So I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Or, you know, they're a reflection of you just as a jerk parent. Mm. Either either or, whatever way. You can't have me. I just was appalled that they were asking me as a teacher. And I'm, I'm, I'm just appalled that they're <laughs> asking me as a teacher to think about the kids that we are going to discipline. Mm. So, like, I'm getting that right after I've gone on to the news and and made and made it very clear that I'm an educator for this actual district mm-hmm. standing here as a black woman that y'all stomping on these babies that the baby dolls that look like the babies I had all these years back and so what and the counseling that was offered it was not specific it should have been specific to the group that they chose violence against mm. like really put that in bold in like it has bold as they were you put that like we are here for our mm. black students mm-hmm. they can go here and have this type of counseling it was blanket it doesn't need to be blanket because if they are going to pinpoint someone then you need mm-hmm. to pinpoint the restoration that mm. you're going to have the specific yes. restoration that you're going to have mm-hmm. not for victims they're not victims because I'm just tired of using the word victims, but they chose just to come for them for no reason. But they still have to process that hurt. They still have to process the information mm-hmm. that they just found out that, oh, girl, her their homegirl from seventh grade really doesn't like them. Yeah, because they're racist and they've mm-hmm. been racist this whole time. 
Yeah, I the thing comes to mind that saying the dis the apology needs to be just as loud as the disrespect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. And the school district needs to apologize for failing every single black student mm-hmm. because their job is to create a safe learning environment for these children and they failed all of their students. Um I think in it needs that. to be bigger than that, but what can it be? Because you see, we've learned that the education system fits one culture. It needs to be really loud. I, I don't even want an apology. I need a change in direction. I need a change in, in in how things are being done. But then I sit and think, what can you really do? If I was a teenager in high school, what could they really do to make me feel better? It, it, it's Transfer the, people. Right, well, yeah. Kick them out. Yeah. But even that, though, because... We we can talk about the people who were actually caught on video, or we can talk about the people who were actually caught in pictures mm-hmm. on this uh, with this baby doll. But, but what about all the all other people? Other. <laughs> what about yeah. all the other people? It wasn't just three or four people that no, was it taking place of this. Um, it wasn't just three or four people who were booing Alice Al and calling them beaners and wetbacks. Uh-huh. What about all the? You can kick those other people out, expel them, kick them off the football team, but they got friends. And then the counseling thing, one of the parents brought up a great, great point and said that I'll send my kid to counseling outside of the school. Yeah. Kids are brutal. Hell yeah, they are. are. And they have ways of bullying people without you knowing. So you got black kids and Mexican kids and Asian kids who are scared to say something because the, the, the bullying is so bad. You can even be able to know how to fight, but nobody wants to fight every day. Exactly. No. Tired of fighting. Exactly. And you know what? If you're a melanated kid, you know what fighting gets you. Yeah. You it, know what fighting oh, labels yeah. you. Absolutely. You could be the best fighter in the world and you could know that, oh, like, oh, I'll in trouble for fuck it. this motherfucker yes. up. Yes. But you know that you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You literally can't yep. they because don't of you, what it will do. They're, they're giving reasons and, and they're giving excuses to why these kids did this other stuff. But mm-hmm. there's no reason or excuse for me whooping somebody's ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Like my mama said, when you fight, fight dirty. Sorry. <laughs> She's she terrible. <laughs> Sorry. But <laughs> anyhow, Charles with already that, met me as a I think, earlier today. <laughs> I think this is a beautiful place for us to stop and for us to ask ourselves, you know, like if this was your child and they were in this school, what would you do? And how, how do you think that justice can be served? How, how, what could we do to make them feel better? Because that is a question that is still left unanswered. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that is a question that we can answer on a show like ours today, because there's so much to unpack. Exactly. Yeah. This is literally not enough time for any, we've been over this before (laughs) and it's never going to be enough time to talk about it. But I think this is a beautiful time for us to transition into closing up this episode. Um, We always close with our regalos y cargas but before that both of y'all I want to pick your brains and the way that we always do that is by asking our question um we have a bookshop dot mm-hmm. bookshop.org reading list that all of our listeners can access through the 831 comadres Instagram page on the internet and yeah. that is at 831 underscore comadres hit the link in our bio it'll take you to our link tree and then you can hit our bookshop.org reading yep. list there so, so we want to know what books have you guys read that made a super big impact 
impact on you or what book is on you currently your, reading or in your future list? <laughs> I'll go with three. So three <laughs> books that uh, <laughs> we want to do more than we want to do more than survive. So this is written by a black woman educator who talks about black children and the education system and how we want to thrive and how we need to be offered um, the same supports and how the gaze of um, education has failed us as well. Mm. So and all about love. All about love. Bell Hooks. Yes. And Ain't I a Woman. Ooh, okay. Those three. And well. <laughs> so. It's like she's throwing out Bell Hooks. Right, now I feel right. like I got to step my well, game up. Right. And, and honestly, I can't compete. I will tell you this. I'm in school right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm in seminary school. So getting my bachelor's uh, in theology. So my reading right now for the last three years have consisted of nothing but biblical-based books. Mm, okay. um, so I don't really have any books to throw out at you because I'm only reading books for curriculum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but for so for the last three and a half years, that's all I've been reading. And I can't even think back of any books that I can. Well, what about your son? Yeah. Is there anything like interest him or like a book or anything? Because I know, I don't know, like, is he a reader, your daughter? Anything that you look at that you notice? I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry. You are. You are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The war and peace. Keep it moving. <laughs> That'll take you a long time. Yeah, I, yeah. Can. I, I can't answer that question, unfortunately. Okay. And I will. My kids aren't big readers. It's okay. They're not re- big readers. And I, and to be honest with you, I wasn't either until I got in school. Right. Um, I'm more of a listener. You know, I like mm. to listen to things. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to. What's the favorite you know, podcast you can listen to that you? I'm pallet putting your spot. I'm no, gonna stop are. right now. Uh, there's a. I'm no, gonna stop. But it, right now, it's it's a criminal. Criminal oh, podcast, okay. so, you know, criminal stories, but yeah. So as far as books right now, it's all theological based books, biblical based mm-hmm. books that I'm, I'm studying and reading. Um, so I can't throw nothing out of that. <laughs> all righty. And we will do in true a through uncle madres fashion is end our episode with regalos y cargas or your pick and Pete rose and thorn. I will go first. First, because I know you got. Uh, I, I, need an, I need an example. Right? An ex- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's see. For me, my carga. I think like as everybody here, man, it's just th- all this fucking craziness happening. I hate it when my city is in the fucking news for negative press, mm-hmm. and people say all press is good press. Fuck no. that shit. That ain't true. I hate this shit, and I I want people who are listening to this to know that we are a beautiful working class Mm -hmm. thriving full rich vibrant community and there is so much intersectionality in our community and we are not the handful of racist motherfuckers from selena's high like we ain't that and so it just it bothers me it makes my soul feel icky i don't like it i want to change that and it bothers me Mm -hmm. it just it it bothers the fuck out of me that is my carga My regalo is I was fortunate enough to sit in ceremony for the first time in a very, very long time. And I sat with some different medicines and then ended the night with the temazcal. And it was everything that I needed and so much more. It was one of the most beautiful nights of my entire life. And I'm just in such great, (laughs) deep... Such deep gratitude for my sisters, Julissa, my sister, Eva, for just that whole experience. And I just there is intense healing that has happened inside of me. And I feel marks on your face. I feel like such a new person (laughs) and I feel so beautiful. And I just am so thankful to 
the universe and to Pachamama and to all of my ancestors and take it away before I start crying. <laughs> can, can you explain a little bit? I know. What I was, was going to say, like, yeah. yeah. Um, medicine. What was it? Yeah, when we get off of oh, this, okay. yeah. yeah I'll, well, I'll, it's, I'll, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I did one last year and it was... I'll explain. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Um, I'll go next. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say my carga is the same thing. Like I said, I got your Instagram, actually, Charles, sent to me from a friend of mine and told me, like, dude, get this shit. I woke up at 730 on Sunday morning. My husband's all, get off your phone. It's too early. I'm all, hold on. Something's <laughs> going on. So that's why I was just embarrassed. I was disgusted. I was just, I can't believe this shit's going on. Didn't 2020 teach anything? Mm. Like, come on. I was just pissed off the whole day on Sunday. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to, you know, I asked your permission. Can I share it? And I shared that shit like wildfire. Yeah, I picked up. I picked up. I, I I did whatever I could because not that I'm trying to sound all high and mighty tampoco, but having comadres and having this podcast and having like me being a brown beret makes me have a platform for everybody, for my black brothers and sisters and my brown brothers and sisters. Todos. It's just I don't I don't don't fuck with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I will not tolerate it. And that's so thank you for letting me share that's that. That's so that's my carga. My regalo, my rose. Your girl got a promotion at work. Snaps all the way around. And I was telling Sam that it feels good because at my last job, unfortunately, I got fired. And for doing the work that I was doing, of course, they didn't say that because I found out I've never been fired that California is an at-will state. They could just fire you for no reason. So here being where I'm at now, it's just like so much more different. They like appreciate me. They like they like the fact how I work. I get along with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm going to be moving to a different same same um company. same company. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Thanks. Uh, same company, but different like location. All like my coworkers like, don't leave us, Frenchie, please. Like, because <laughs> like I, I know my work. I know what I'm doing. And now moving here tomorrow, I have training. And then the next two days, then Monday, I'll be off because I already asked for it off. And then Tuesday would be my last day at this one location. Mm-hmm. And so like it's it's kind of like, wow, like I'm, I'm it's a good feeling making, to grow. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. no, don't get me wrong. I don't feel like I'm going to stay there for a long time. But. You honestly, like, girl, you make me want to go back to school so bad. <laughs> like, I've told this to Pat, my husband. I so want to go back to school too. For um, I really want to be a Chicano teacher. Then go. I really want to show. Like, this is this. Girl, all you need. need to do is get your bachelor's degree yeah. right now because a lot of the there's laws so have openings. been changing yeah. and there's a lot of openings. So as long as you have a bachelor's degree, they find these little loopholes for you yeah. to come in and start teaching. Do it, girl. I I just see this and I feel like kids like my youth and i've had some a teacher from sonos how unfortunately she's you know she has two black babies and she's mexican and she's like i i just want to hug her so bad and she's just going through it and she's also has ptsd and she's also a veteran so it's like it's a lot for her going on right now and and then the way she she talks about me to her class about me being a brown beret and it's like fuck like i can make a difference in someone else's life like that and when i see my niece like sam's daughter and Mm -hmm. she sees me like oh thea frenchie and my brown beret you know uniform i'm all like fuck yeah like it makes me feel good yeah it's like damn like and i'm just there fighting the fight for the good cause and it's just it's so it makes my heart happy it makes Mm -hmm. me happy and like i know my mom gets worried (laughs) because i have a mouth and i try Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but I I've learned and I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to stop. Like, that's just who I am. And 
I'm very grateful. Sorry, I went off, but I'm just very oh, happy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure. Listen the mic. Okay. <laughs> mic well, drop. <laughs> I think that my thorn would be not being in the right position, like as a teacher, because the type of teacher that I am right now, not being in the right position to cause more change within the educational system. Of course, I'm a voice in the community. That That's where my platform is now, you know, in the community. But um, in the classroom, you know, I'm, I'm playing a different role. And so I, I really want to be in a, a role that will affect more change and act all these things that these students were asking for. And just to be that culturally responsive person or mm-hmm. lead that mm-hmm. area of what we need here in the district. So my, my, yeah, my thorn is like, why haven't we started that yet? And why am I not doing that? Okay. If you build it, they will come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I want to say that my rose is, I'm just thankful to God because I get nervous. Although I want to be a motivational speaker, all what, what it's really turned into is really being a voice of passion and fire, fighting, fighting the good fight instead of like motivating people. <laughs> I've written a book like to motivate people, change your mm-hmm. mindset and all of this stuff. But it really seems like my voice is really um, it's used to fight injustice. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that I know you hate to hear like I found my voice, but I come from a different generation where, you know, when you're a kid, you're just supposed to be seen. Not heard. Not heard. Mm-hmm. My parents más bonitas, yeah, they say my in Mexico. necessarily like that. My grandmother was like that. My parents were, you know, they, they gave a little bit more leeway. But, you know, growing up, you just didn't have a lot. You didn't have a lot to say. You weren't smart. So I'm, I'm just happy my rose is that now I have a platform and I'm using it to the best of my mm-hmm. ability. Yes. Yes. Yes, girl. Awesome. I think my thorn right now is the position that I'm in in my career and in my spiritual life kind of hinders my ability to be vocal in certain aspects of society. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I stay when I'm in public, I have to stay almost in the middle or suffer maybe some reprimands from work. Mm -hmm. I also have to make sure that I don't bring upon a bad reputation of myself mm-hmm. when speaking because I represent a church that I attend yeah. where I am an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the thorn is struck. It's not the desire or the emotion that I have or the passion that I have. Cause it's there. It's struggling with what to make sure you say and what you don't say balance. And it's more towards my career than it is my spiritual belief and my spiritual my position as a spiritual leader, because listen, I, I deal with these knuckleheads day in and day out. Mm-hmm. I work within the system, juveniles, and I see the ups and the downs. I see the homes, how the homes are ter- torn apart. Mm-hmm. I seen kid, see, I see kids being torn from their homes. So my passion is always there to help. Kids have always been my passion. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm taking a little bit more, taking the bull by the horns, but still the thorn is the restraints or the constraints that are on me in certain areas of, of, of that as, aspect of life. My rose is my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my rose is my family. I, I uh, Everything I do is is, is for them. Um, that beautiful, strong that. son of yours. Uh, he, mm. um, that young man is, is, is I, I call him my pride. Mm. Um, my daughter is my joy and my, my young man is my, my completion. 
He's mm-hmm. my third child and he completed everything. That's all <laughs> we need. And just just living for them, making making sure that everything that they need, they have, making sure that they're safe. And this is a, a big thing. Chanel said something in, in the yesterday at the at the board meeting that his daughter was fearful. And I think as a man, a black man, knowing that fear is the number one thing that gets us in trouble mm. when dealing with this is a different type of but with dealing with law enforcement. Yep. The fear of not knowing if you're going to die winds up getting us in trouble. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids fearful of anything. This thing going on at Selena's High will incite fear. Yeah. And then somebody said fear brings violence, but sometimes fear brings re- withdrawal, mm-hmm. depression, and I don't want my kids to be there. So my rose is my is my family that to make sure that I'm their protector, to make sure that you know to be there to be uh, their provider. And to be everything that uh you know they need me to be. So that's beautiful. How beautiful. From the mouth of Oof. a black man. <laughs> yes, to protect and to provide. That's mm-hmm. just so beautiful. So thank you. Thank you for being here, guys. I know it was like last week and I, I just met you and I was like, I need you. Like we need to have Come you on through. here. <laughs> and then this is out of my norm. So I'm I'm but I, I really, really enjoyed it and I appreciate the invite. Of course. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you both so much for being here and for opening up to us and for sharing all of your knowledge and and your passion and your strength yes Yes. and i know that this is not your job so thank you so much for coming and helping to shed a light on this and providing an education not just for us but also for all of our listeners and and yeah so we are just in deep gratitude to you both thank you so much for being with us and for everybody listening you can find us every week everywhere you listen to podcasts don't forget to like subscribe engage with us on social media talk to us yes (laughs) we are here and any students that are out there that are looking for support reach out to us because we will find resources that we can share with you Mm -hmm. and link you up to we just Um, have we just know some amazing people that can just talk to you and absolutely that's it yeah so if you are looking for something and that you're not able to find or you don't feel safe to ask another adult in your life, mm-hmm. come to the 831 Comadres. We will do our best to help to find, to link mm-hmm. you up with the resources that you are looking for. And all we are, my cousins. are not experts <laughs> family. in anything other than the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and the perreo, maybe. I don't know. And that's me. Yes, with the Frenchie. <laughs> but uh, again, we, we know some people who are linked in with mm-hmm. some really amazing resources. So we are here for for you to all of our community. Thank you. And we will catch y'all next week. Thank Adios. you so much. Ciao. Bye-bye.